Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. A story of struggle and survival, work on numeracy, the Russians are coming, the morning is a great time for math, and does your child have a math learning disability? This is our podcast for week 16 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, always a pleasure. We have some very interesting links uh, this week, and let's uh, quickly go to the first one. And it's a, it's a video of a child that has uh, dyscalculia. I think she's a sophomore in college. Let's listen for a little bit. My name is Savannah Trevino Casillas. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm a sophomore at Arizona State University, and I have dyscalculia. I never really grasped any of the math concepts. Even like adding and subtracting were always really difficult for me. I didn't initially know how serious her disability was. I started noticing challenges. If we'd go out and buy ice cream and I'd have her pay and she didn't want to pay. But I thought that's all it was, was massive challenges. The things that this calculia made difficult would be like adding, subtracting, multiplication, division, depth perception. So gauging like how far something is or how close. An object is also time management, counting change or like making change when it comes to dealing with money, and then directions, so like having an idea of where you're going. Well, <laughs> just listen to the sheer long list of all the things that we consider normal that she has challenges with. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's wonderful that she shares that. Absolutely, and she is very eloquent. She uh, can really word it very clearly. And uh, Miss Savannah Trevino Casilla, so thank you so much for sharing this story with all of us. It's uh, very uh, needed that we have more of these type of uh, stories. Testimonials, yeah. Yes. Well, fortunately, she had a great support system with her mother, who unfortunately died, and then her grandmother took over. But um, although they initially had issues with accepting that she had a learning disability herself, eventually in high school she um, noticed that uh, help was actually positive and she got more comfortable with her condition. And uh, throughout high school um, and also at the university, um, that supports uh, children with learning disabilities, she was able to be successful and, and progress. So it's really great to hear how uh, her college supports her and how she has thrived should, uh, through the years. And uh, as you say in your introduction, a story of struggle and survival with a very happy ending. So I hope this will uh, carry over to more students and not... Uh, teachers, parents and students alike uh, look at this um, very nice short video that's, that's very um, very clear and will, will open, uh, open up awareness for many people. Good, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fantastic story. There's another fantastic story in our, uh, in our second link and this is just wonderful. This, this is 
um, a link to the Busy Bees. It's a school where they work about numeracy. Now, what exactly is numeracy and what can we learn here? Yeah, uh, it's a term that was, um, I think, introduced by Stanislas de Hane in, in Paris and one of the world-leading uh, researchers in uh, dyscalculia. And it represents the universal human ability to represent and manipulate numerical magnitudes non-verbally okay. using spatial uh, orientation, using a mental number line, using the size of the number um, as the length of um, the number it can uh, make on a number line internally. Okay. Well. If the subitizing ability or the approximate number sense um, do not work properly, you say that a child has problem with number sense. And that's the core center in the brain that is uh, troubling for kids with dyscalculia. Now, all the activities that help to circumvent these problems or boost the ability are called number sense activities. Now, the school highlighted in the link for today is actually a nursery. And it's a network of nurseries throughout the UK with great educational support, among which their system of numeracy cards that they maintain and that have an activity on it that they can share and play with the kids. Really great activity. And it, well, actually, it's quite fitting that they call themselves the Busy Bees. The Busy here. Bees, yeah. Yes. And there's a wonderful picture, of course, our listeners cannot see, a wonderful picture of a, a child you know, drawing on a, on a whiteboard an outline of another child who's lying on there. And then they, they, they're, measuring they're measuring the body that, sizes, and, uh, and the kids really, yeah. really uh, um, are at, into the activity. And I'm sure they will uh, remember, and that this goes into a long term memory. Yeah, so that's a that's linking a good sizes ride. with numbers. That's uh, what we it, need. It's wonderful. Just bring math in reality and in the real world. Now, our our next link is uh, pretty much uh, keeping in sync with the current political climate. <laughs> it says the Russians are coming. Well, if not in the White House, then uh, apparently they're moving into the schools as well. So, what's the meaning of such a political description yeah, on our more, blog? Yeah, more here? on the white pages and writing than yeah. uh, than anything else. So, this is nothing political, and. Um, it has definitely nothing to do with it was any Russian invasion, so that's just a joke. Now, uh, what we actually review here is a trend with people teaching their children math according to a Russian method. And, well, it's no secret that the U.S. has been lacking and gliding back in the international rankings of our educational system, right. even though we have made a slight comeback over the last five years it's obviously far from where we should be. Um, well, this, in fact, is not new. It's already 20 years old, the Russian system of learning. It's designed by a Russian woman, an immigrant to the U.S. And like ourselves, we were kind of surprised at what the kids were learning in math. And we were not very happy, and we thought that it should be a little bit um, uh, supplemented. Now that's exactly what this lady did, but very thoroughly. And now her so-called Russian math is spreading. It is a once a week thing. The kids attend the lesson 
after the regular school and they introduced the material in a rigorous way, not just relying on worksheets and rote memory, but with real in-depth understanding of the material and the background of the math operations, why you do it that way. <clears throat> now, there is a concern, though, that the children who are in Russian math have an advantage over children who uh, do not have this opportunity. Right, yes, obviously. And that it will highlight the differences between rich and poor yeah. that we already have even more. And obviously that is... With that is true. Any paid, yeah. any paid extra math yeah. practice. Not a reason not to do it, though. No. Well, in any case, <coughs> the children who follow this uh, Russian method are much more comfortable with math and will like take on, attack a problem instead of immediately saying, oh, I don't know how to do this. Explain it to me and I'll follow the directions. Now, for our children with dyscalculia, it's not the preferred method. It's we rely on one-on-one -on -one teaching and an extensive use of manipulatives. So this would be a little bit over their head at first. But you never know where they can go after uh, some, uh, some years of tutoring. Well, basically, so this is really for the other students who want the challenge in math and who want to go faster. Talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, the next link is funny. I think it's funny. It tells us that the morning is better for math, and I think, I think it also says that the afternoon is better, I think, for history. Um, now, for me, the morning is uh, more a great time for a leisurely breakfast with some dark coffee, but am I, am I missing something here? Or Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that may be the weekend, but not for all the children who are quick out of bed, maybe have a newspaper round and hop on the school bus to start their day. Uh, the knowledge that math goes better in the morning is not new, but now it has been scientifically proven, very thoroughly actually. This study compiles a decade-long data set of humanities in high school containing term GPAs for a range of subjects and absences. The high school operated the school schedule with alternation between morning and afternoon classes until a building extension enabled a transition to morning-only start times. Now, the random assignment of the school shifts and the alternation meant that a student had exposure to afternoon classes in one of the two academic terms each year. Kind of an uh, automatic crossover study here. The time series of individual test scores enables the estimation of a dynamic educational production function with value-added specification of school inputs, including an autoregressive component for an individual subject and an overall average term GPA as predetermined covariate. So, in uh, easier words, we can here over time compare per student how he or she was doing in math or history depending on the schedule if they had it in the morning or in the afternoon. So, uh, we had this uh, individual specific uh, difference in 
academic capacity, effort and uh, type also. And then the, uh, the schedule change um, enables to observe the cohorts under both double shift and morning only start times. Right. And that made it that possible, made it possible to, compare to compare their in achievements a way, yeah. in a scientific way and estimating the change, the effect of the change in schedule. Okay, the findings indicate that afternoon classes lowered math scores and increased history test scores, which relate to psychology and neuroscience research about uh, optimal functioning in different times of the day. Now, these results have implications for, uh, for scheduling in schools and present a low-cost intervention, which can lead to increase in student performance without substantial investment in school inputs. And that's obviously what we're looking for. Yeah, all the math teachers need to get busy in the morning and they can uh, go shopping Have the in the afternoon, afternoon off. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that brings us to our last link, and it's about a great article in uh, today's parent, uh, encouraging parents to find out if their child has dyscalculia. They encourage working through the school system or go private with a hefty price tag, but I guess you have some more economical options for our listeners. Yes, it's, it's always a big decision. Uh, if you're kind of worried if your child might have a uh, learning uh, difference or a learning um, disorder in math um, to go for that uh, very expensive private testing and um, usually people postpone that quite a long time this is also not good because then the kids who might need it do not get a timely intervention also for schools it's uh, sometimes really um, disheartening to see that the kids that they really try to help are not catching on. Yeah. So uh, combine that with the hours of uh, homework tragedy that uh, parents um, have with their kids trying to help them and not actually knowing what to do and the kid is really getting into a math anxiety or a, a math um, avoidance habit. Now, if you want to have a quick and um, really economical impression, uh, we have an online dyscalculia screening test that will give you several pages of um, results compared to uh, same age peers and uh, students in the same class. So this is an interactive program. Mm -hmm. You enter... Um, the class your child is in, yeah. and then the system navigates through easier and harder questions, um, and also it navigates differently uh, for addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, so uh, you get a separate result for uh, different topics in mathematics, and also you get some results for basic abilities like... Um, Estimating numbers, comparing numbers, and subitizing. Okay. And this is all for less than $30. And okay. we have to say that it takes approximately an hour. And uh, it is useful if parents are around to help the kids to understand how to the program works. To guide the yes. process. Yes, okay. yes. Because this is not a, 
it, it two clicks, uh, three answers thing. Okay. This is a very no, thorough, thorough, um, thorough test. Thorough test, yes. Uh, it's available on uh, discoculiatesting.com, and uh, I'm sure many people will be uh, will be happy to have such a low cost, uh, easy online. Uh, available uh, first uh, screening. Yes, and that can actually help you to decide if you want to take the next step and, and have a, a more in-depth yes. assessment. Yes. Very good. Well, um, with that, uh, Dr. Soder, these were the links for this week. Thank you very much for being here, helping us out. As always, Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook, and she maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. She runs five free webinars, and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have DiscoCulia, you can do the free DiscoCulia screener on her website, DiscoCuliaService.com, or the more comprehensive Madden DiscoCulia screening test that she just discussed with us at DiscoCuliaTesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon, and you can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com or go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines, or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.